Iron Jungle podcast is raw, it's real, it has zero gimmicks, zero bullshit, and absolutely zero fucks to give. Welcome to the Iron Jungle. This is real, no bullshit, no holds barred, wide fucking open podcast. We've been at this far too long to be fucking around. This is the jungle. Where anything goes, no holds barred. We're going to be talking about the real shit. How to succeed in a world where you have goals, but there's so much misinformation and bullshit trying to sell you something. This is the informative podcast. And there's no holds barred in the jungle. The question is, are you ready? Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the iron jungle. Let's go. We're back in the jungle, Drew, the Iron Jungle, and this episode is going to be a fire episode. People are going to be pissed. People are going to be pissed. There's going to be strong opinions in either way, and I guarantee you when this gets posted, we are going to have uh, basically like a cult of people come out and uh, attack you, Drew, probably more so because you know more about this than I do. Now, I come at it from more of like a commercial point of view within the food industry, and I can maybe touch on some of that stuff, but there are trend diets, fad diets is what I call them, that occur all the time. And they're, they're highly inspired by major food, uh, food manufacturers for the most part. Atkins diet. The dude's name was Atkins. It's cut your fucking carbs out, right? That was huge. Paleo, Whole30. The big one still today that supplement companies are even creating supplements specifically for is keto. And it's blown the fuck up. And it's, it's, it's something that every major food or functional food or supplement company has the conversation like do we get involved with keto how long does this actually last for and there's a lot with keto that we i think there's a lot of myths with it with it there's a lot of factual information with it but the one thing i want to say before i kick it to you is like keto is not new people keto has been around forever it is the perception of keto that's sold to us from marketing that has changed dramatically in the last two years yep. and I'll, I'll start out with this Fuck you if you don't agree with me. It's okay. You don't have to agree. If you repost the shit saying, come and fuck this guy, you know what? You've increased our, our listeners. Thank you. I appreciate you. Now, starting this, I'm going to be middle of the road. I don't hate keto. I'm not against it, but nor am I for it. Would I recommend to somebody? No. Would I shoot them down if they want to try it? Not necessarily. I'll ask them questions specifically. This isn't going to be a deep physiology episode. That's not the point. It's going to be an overview. And we're also going to talk about, in general, why people fucking do things. I mean, you dress up at 2, 2, at 2 o'clock in the morning and spank your ass with a cookie-making spoon like Ryan does. That's your own fucking business. But Brings let's, start with, let's start with this here. You know, I actually had a pretty spirited Facebook post. I had to come up a very factual post. And it, I published a year ago, popped my timelines. Hey, for the people in the back, read this again. Factual things about keto. I'm neutral on it. You know, I, I state the facts. I'm, and once again, there's always outliers or something. I've done keto. Yeah, these people look fucking amazing on it. But then again, they look great before. It's not the end all. It can be a tool in the toolbox. So kicking that off, I'm going to start with a little bit of humor and I'll make this my soundbite. Sam was like, are these cookies keto friendly? Is this drink keto friendly? Is this pre-workout keto friendly? You know what's keto friendly? Shut them the fuck up. Put that in your diet. With that being said, let's dive in to actual combo. What exactly is ketosis? Most times people say, oh, I'm doing the keto diet, and they don't really know what the fuck they're actually doing. They think it's just a matter of cutting carbohydrates. It's a little bit deeper than that. A very, very, very high-level physiology part of this. Keto originated in the early 1920s, basically is a medical intervention in terms of dieting for right. helping like epilepsy and seizures, and it does have positive effects in that. 
coincidentally, people notice that, hey, okay, it, it tends to have other effects like, oh, my insulin sensitivity improves or so on and so forth or mm -hmm. increased cognitive function. Great. So people have kind of, you know, forgot about it. And as you stated, people went fatophobe in the 1990s, they went carbophobe in the 2000s, and they went paleo. Um, then now we're back to keto again, which is low carb, but it's not Atkins. Um, the difference is, is basically... You have your body, okay? Think of your muscle. It's full of glycogen. If you go into the process, your body runs off that fuel, whether it's ingesting carbohydrates or using stored glycogen um, from the body. If it depletes that muscle glycogen, it then turns to the liver. It depletes the liver glycogen. When the full stores are depleted, your body is resourceful. It starts to um, convert free fatty acids into ketones because your brain can run on ketones. So there's a transition phase. People know in keto, they feel foggy, they feel like dog shit, feel flat, da da da. Your body's adapting to be in a ketogenic state. If you're diabetic, ketoacidosis is no fucking joke. So a lot of diabetics are like, man, why the fuck would you want to be in that? It's not fun. Mm -hmm. It's toxic. It's dangerous. But in a controlled setting, a healthy person, it can have, you know, of course, you need benefits. I have done keto. I remember the first time I heard of it before it was huge. I did this, I think, my freshman year of college and just to try it. It worked. It was interesting. And, um, you know, it was a different a different approach. Like, holy fuck, it worked really well. You know, me being newer into like the specific nutrition space, you know, like, okay, didn't know his own way. I'm like, oh, this is badass. So then you, I even got in that trance myself, 100% admit it. You know, this is a long time. It's probably 10, 11 years ago before I'm the, the beautiful gorilla you see now. Oh, mm. not. But, you know, you get that in your head. Oh, carbs, 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 carbs. You're worried about fucking carbs. Oh, keto makes sense. No carbs. Okay, great. And it kind of cements that. Get out of that fucking state. Come back and you're like, what, what the fuck? I did this like. 10 years ago. Why is this new? This isn't new. Right. And so me knowing that, not everybody does. But basically, people get in the strands here, and your basically goes into ketosis. There's things you need to consider. It does when it's in a state of ketogenic. A few things to consider on the highlight thing. One thing, I'm going to bust a few myths. Everybody thinks that taking things like uh, BHBs, MCT oils, so on and so forth, if they piss on a keto stick, they see it goes a dark purple, like, oh, I'm in ketosis, or I'm in a really deep ketosis. I'll tell you what, I could go, I had, I've already been probably at 200 plus grams of carbs with two meals in today, and I could go drink some BHB, which is exogenous ketones, mm -hmm. and piss on a keto stick and say it's bright, fucking deep purple. I'm not in ketosis. My body is excreting ketones. It doesn't mean you're in ketosis. It just means the presence of ketones is detected in urine. So therefore, people, they ingest these things thinking, oh, I'm in keto. I went to really deep keto. Not necessarily. And the part with this too, you need to keep in mind, if it acts like a fuel source, if you're in a calorie deficit and you're truly in ketosis and you're ingesting exogenous ketones, guess what? Your body's going to preferentially burn those fucking first before the ones your body kind of feeds the moot point. That's debatable. People are going to fucking want to argue me and that's fine. Okay. I'm not getting into that here. That's, that's not the whole point of this episode is to open your eyes to what the fuck it is, what the benefits are, the reality of it and so on and so forth. It's not fucking magic. Okay. I swear to God, I posted yesterday, this guy comes on here, and his, his name is literally fucking Keto Mike. Keto Mike, if you're listening, welcome to the show. It cured my wife's asthma, it cured my gout, and uh, man, what the, something of the fuck else ever. I'm like, okay, you just said it cured asthma. Gout is a stretch. I can believe it because a lot of processed sugars, refined carbohydrates, or blood glucose can feed the fungi that have the issues right. that lead to gout. But in my opinion, and you know, it's worth about as much as anybody's, you stopped eating like a fucking asshole because you cut out a bunch of refined carbs. I don't think mm. it's inversely related to just keto. So with that being said, my friend Ryan, when you hear keto, what are the main benefits you hear? 
benefits for us. I mean, I hear keto all the time in terms of the biggest one is like, it's the best way to shed body fat. I mean, that's what I hear, right? Like I hear, and my first thought is when I hear that is like, well, you can shed body fat anytime you cut out basically a major macronutrient group because that you're cutting it out. Like if you're cutting carbs out, essentially, and maybe raising fats a little bit and proteins, you're lo- and you're also lowering protein. Like you're, you're, there's eight calories per gram of carb and protein together that you're cutting out of your diet. So if you cut out one gram of a protein, one gram of a carb, that's eight calories. You're going to be in a caloric deficit. You're going to lose body weight and fat like it's going to happen now um you know obviously when it comes to ketosis like then you start burning fat as fuel um you know there i listen you can get shredded shredded on keto i've seen it but for me and and i know you're going to talk about this drew like the sustainability of that it's just i don't see a long-term sustainability uh, of keto in that in that in that aspect you're going to see some asshole, I know, guarantee. And they did even on this, like, I've been doing keto for two years. And they post this picture, I'm flexing, they're fucking shredded. I'm like, great for you, good. Like, that's not for everybody. You don't have to fucking do it to get shredded. Just because you're shredded doesn't mean it's a result of ketosis. It means you found a diet that fucking works for you and stuck. So with that being said, let's be really clear here. There is no clinically or research-proven benefit of using a keto diet compared to any other diet that is in the calorie deficit for losing fat at a faster rate. Sure. People like, oh, I use keto and I dropped five pounds in the first week. Well, okay, congratulations. You're also losing muscle glycogen and water storage. Anytime you start cleaning up your diet, you're going to have that initial loss. That doesn't translate. Personally, there's also things too, um, like it can help increase insulin sensitivity. Insulin sensitivity basically is how your body efficiently utilizes carbohydrates in storing them in muscle cells and burning them versus storing them as fat. You want to keep that high. If it starts getting poor, your body's going to be storing more carbohydrates and glucose as fat. So that's the key. You know what else can help increase insulin sensitivity? Losing fucking fat. <laughs> yeah. Even if you carbs, if you reduce your fat of your body, you're still going to increase insulin sensitivity, even though you're not in keto. So that's a moot fucking point. If you have epilepsy, well, clearly this diet was fucking created for you. Good job. And your part two people talk about is that it's a mindless switch, as you mentioned, which is good. But also it, some people say they feel better mentally. They have enhanced cognition. Personally, um, we'll talk about this in a little bit about the keto supplements. They do have their place, but I don't think necessarily – um, for just keto. And we'll, we'll talk about what I mean by that. The other part that people need to be um, keeping in mind is that it can negatively impact your health markers. Once again, somebody fucking, like, I, I have my blood work is perfect. If you're eating like a fucking asshole on keto, like, oh, I heard I eat nothing but bacon and pork rinds and like butter. What the fuck? In, in any diet, how do you think that's going to positively impact your, your, your triglycerides and your overall health markers? It's not. If you're getting those fats from things like olive oil and monosaturated fats, avocados, and a diverse source, okay, you have something. Sure. So that's something you consider, too. If you do it, do it right. right. Okay? And um, this is the main issues I have with it. So with that being said, I mean – Am I far off base, Ryan? No. I mean, to your point, like on that food thing too, I, w- I w- did want to spend just a tiny tidbit on that too because this whole perception that you're in keto because you're eating, you know, bacon and like ribeyes, these, all these fatty foods and stuff. Like think about that. Like take a step back from your position within keto that you're doing it. Do you think consuming that type of fat for an extended period of time is healthy? Is that actually a good thing for you? No, it's not. So, I mean – like I can't imagine just having fatty ass bacon for four meals a day for years. I mean, it's just to me that just seems counterproductive in terms of what we're trying to do. Um, but it's just like I get frustrated with keto because we've spoken about this in a nutrition coach episode before about like how people on keto just take the stance that keto is the best and everything else is second rate bullshit. It might be the best for you at that given time in your life, depending on what you're trying to do, but it's not the best overall diet in the world. I mean, they're like to Drew's point earlier, 
there are certain benefits to it. Again, not necessarily maybe directly related to the actual keto diet, but the things that happen while on the keto diet that can benefit you. But to take a stance like that it cured cancer, that it cured asthma, that's a bit of a fucking stretch. And that is just something that drives me at. That's like saying super creatine is going to create, you know, cure mental retardation, something like that. Like you just, you, it, it bugs the shit out of me when you make those claims on something that there's no factual science, scientific evidence behind it that it's absolutely fact. I agree 100%. So with that being said, the other part two is you need to realize what's your application? What's your purpose for using it? If you want to try it out as a tool to see if you can lose some fat, that's by all means, it's great. You don't necessarily have to do it. A lot of people can't fucking hack it because it is not pleasant. I'm sorry. I get a grumpy fucking gorilla, even with lower carbs and contest prep, let alone cutting them out. I function better personally on carbs. I get lean even with a substantial amount of carbs. That's not everybody. I'm not claiming, you know, if you can eat carbs and get fucking shredded still, you may have to go lower, but it is possible. And you don't have to do fucking keto. Right. It drives me crazy. Like if somebody comes on once on the forum and say, oh, I'm looking to lose body fat. Keto. Like, congrats. Like, okay. But thank, that's fucking insightful. Right? Mm-hmm. You have key to everything. Understand something too. You're, you're mentally is a mind fuck. When you start cutting all those carbohydrates out, going to ketosis, you're going to fucking look flat. Yeah. You know, your muscles are not going to be full. You may look even fucking worse in many cases until you, if you like come out of it and you feel your muscle glycogen back out, you can look, you know, look leaner. But first you're going to be losing your lean out. Oh, I lost weight. But then, oh fuck, what the hell happened? I look soft. I'm not as big. Your muscles are fucking flat. Mm-hmm. And some people, once again, are exceptions to the rule, but in general, it's going to impact. It's going to mind, men, mind fuck you both how you feel and how you look. And that's not a good one to combo. But just just to touch on that too, Drew, because we've had people talk about this before too. Like if you are an avid keto follower and you try to take a pump supplement and you, and you complain cause you, you remember this post probably too, but like there was a, a certain individual that complained for a product's pump product or a brand's pump product that didn't work and wanted to return it for, for a refund. And Drew was the one that pretty much figured out like what this person was doing. And they admitted that they're being on keto. And it's like, okay, dude, you're not going to have a pump because you have no glycogen at all in your body that works well with this pump product to give you a pump that you want. You're flat as fuck and you're going to be flat as fuck. So taking a exogenous pump enhancing product is not going to do a goddamn thing for you. Let's be real. That one's just a perfect fucking example. Like, some, it's a good thing. Company comes in to, hey, I took, can I also say, I took ghost pump. I didn't see a pump for me. It didn't work for me. Da, 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 da. Then people come in like, oh, are you, how many scoops are you taking? And what time of day are you taking it? Maybe you take more. What proof are you taking with it? I'm yeah. like, well, let's take a look here. How's your water intake? How's your sodium intake? And how's your carb intake? Oh, I'm doing keto. Well, hey, I found the problem. It's not a product. It's just you're not set up. Your body's not going to have a great pump. Right. It's not fucking rocket scientists, but ask you a simple question, people. Listen. It can get you a long fucking way. Right. And that's, again, this is a good example that kind of happened organically happened of why you need to ask questions. That can answer a lot of things. With that being said, um, if you're an endurance athlete or oh. a power athlete, your performance is probably going to take a fucking hit. I wouldn't recommend it for athletes. Once again, even on my thread, as I post this, the guy's really well known. And um, hey, this is inside keto. And oh, there's some different data on this. It's not 100%, but in general, most people don't perform as well on keto right okay so the vast majority that holds true okay i'm not gonna it's factual you will lose muscle on keto which actually keto has a muscle preservation effect that is pretty cool comparing a low carb diet to one that is like this you just reduce carbs to one that has an actual ketogenic state ketones actually have a muscle protective effect that is pretty cool i'll go give it that but the thing people need to understand is that you know it's not the end all it's hard to build muscle on it. You know, you can have electrolyte imbalances and digestive issues, especially the keto flu, they call it, that gets fucking thrown out the window. A lot of people don't get enough fiber because they're cutting out all carbohydrates and they're being dumb fucks. 
But in general, just again, there are some negative things about it. You know, we talked about the fat source, you talked about the performance, you talked about um, the electrolyte imbalances, digestion. You know, there's just certain things that may not be the right diet for you, even from just a health and performance standpoint. You know, right. there's no ways to lose body fat. And once again, I don't want to get crazy run over with this. We've, we've hammered it pretty fucking hard. So there are some benefits to it. Let's be real. Let's talk about, in general, keto supplements. What do you got? Let me, let me just go back one second before that. When you mentioned endurance athletes, and there's a story. Uh, my neighbor, actually, a good friend of mine, is right now currently training for an Ironman. So for those of you who don't know what an Ironman is, it's a marathon, basically 26-mile marathon. I think it's like a three-mile swim and like fucking huge number bike like it's it's three different things and he was asking me about keto and in my head i'm thinking it's like all you need glycogen dude you need it and then but i and i asked him i said you know while you're doing a marathon what do they what what do they give you what do they give you to drink while you're going he's like typically like a high sugar drink like here i go exactly carbohydrates to restore the glycogen stores that you just depleted from the run that you're doing i can't i mean i'd love to hear from somebody who does marathons that follows keto i would i'd love to see how that goes for them and how they finish um because and especially somebody who's done marathons while on keto and not on keto and the difference between the two and how they felt because my guess would be that they they performed much better on a regular diet that consisted of carbohydrates versus the keto. Now, that's my, that's my estimate, my guess. Um, they may tell me something different, but it would be super interesting to get that feedback from an endurance type of athlete like that that does those long-distance running events or biking or whatever it might be because that I just don't know how that would, would work in that case. Now, back to Drew, what he's talking about in, in terms of ketosis and keto supplements. They are um, all over now. I mean, there are MLMs that got created on keto supplements. There are big brands that have never touched the world of keto before, saw an opportunity and, and developed the keto line and made a bunch of money. And they still are coming out every single day. And even when I think like this trend for keto might be slowing down and dying, there seems to be more and more supplements hitting the market to the point where I don't know. I mean, Drew, I don't know if you've ever had a hand in formulating a keto-based supplement, but I know you've been at companies that have at least had the conversation um, you know, which is, which is something as a business, I don't fault you for, you have to have the conversation. If there is a, a trend out there in which people are spending a boatload of money and you have an opportunity to capitalize on that in business, you fucking do it. Yep. And I'll be it too. I, I am developing a keto line for, for a brand and that's okay. The thing is too, it is about money. But then again, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it the right way. It's things if you're going to do a keto lifestyle to do it correctly. In that case, you do the do the staples to properly implement it. Like, hey, it's a BHB product, you know, sodium, magnesium, calcium, BHB, for things to help aid in athletic performance. You're providing exogenous ketones. If somebody does truly want to use ketones as a for performance or mental cognition, then that's what it's for. Or other things support a proper ketogenic diet, a keto greens formula. Once again, I'm not gonna go too in depth because I don't know how long it's gonna take to come out. I don't want people fucking taking the idea. Whatever. But things, hey, you're, they're lacking greens, you're lacking fiber, things to address gut health in issues with keto, maybe add electrolytes to it too. Things to help that or things that address, you know, as general, like things that lack. Whenever you take something out of your diet, you always have to replace it with something in the right way. And electrolytes, of course, would be a good thing or appropriate meal replacement powders, which are predominantly usually at least a two to one, about three to one um, ratio of fat to protein. Because, oh, I want to touch on something really important here. A thing you got to do and understand if you're not familiar with the physiology of keto, you have to keep in mind it's not just a matter of cutting out carbohydrates. I mean, especially coming from a bodybuilding, fitness, performance, mm -hmm. athletic space, your protein has to be reduced. Because um, with that said, your body's very resourceful. If you're cutting all the carbohydrates out, your body is going to do a thing called uh, gluconeogenesis. And basically what that's in a very nutshell way happening is going to start breaking down proteins, converting them to amino acids into glucose. It's a very expensive and it's a metabolically and very difficult process. But if you're adding, if you're taking too much protein on a keto diet, 
your body can and will get knocked out of ketosis from too much protein. So you can actually, oh, the carbs are at zero, but you still be having glucose from mm. neogenesis. You have to be careful with that. So if your protein's too high, it's all for naught, you're eating low carb, you're not having a keto effect, and you're, you're, you're you know, burning the candle both ends without much gain. Right. So that's one thing you need to do. Don't carry it with your protein on keto if you choose to do it. Have healthy fats in there. Have a balance. Oh, I fucking hate the word healthy. There's no such thing as a healthy or good or bad fat. It's all in context. Well, saturated fat doesn't fucking hurt you. These type of fats aren't, aren't fucking magical. But even some unsaturated fats, this is a different tangent, are inflammatory. So you need to take in mind everything across the board. But I fucking right. hate that. It's not black and white. But do things the right way. If you're going to do the keto diet, get a set macros, know where you need to be, set it up properly, have your protein in the proper place, use smart choices for food. Like, do I really need to have bacon four times a day? And I want you not to beat on bacon. This example. And bacon isn't inherently unhealthy. Fat doesn't make you fat. Even too many fucking calories does in general. So just be smart about how you do it. Modified keto, Drew. I know we didn't even put this in our list of things we're going to talk about. But people say, I'm following a modified keto diet. That doesn't even fucking exist, right? Like, if, what, what are you modifying? You're increasing your... Most people that I talk to who's on a modified keto are keeping their protein levels at like a gram per pound of body weight. Well, now, now you're not keto. So, I mean... Right. So in terms of a modified keto, is there a variation of the keto diet which actually exists that could be called modified keto? More so carbohydrate, keto cycling. I know some people, and it's not really supported to do it, will like take like a break on like say the weekend. Oh, I have a carb day and I go back into ketosis. Here's one thing that's driving me fucking crazy. I tried keto for a couple of days. I didn't like it. You didn't even get the fucking ketosis. Understand, not to be a dick. The fatter you are, typically and the newer you are to keto the longer it takes you to get into ketosis it can take like seven to ten days yeah. for your body to actually read it reach a state of ketosis typically if you're leaner you tend to get it sooner but then again you no matter what it takes time you're not gonna magically oh i didn't have carbs day on monday tuesday night i'm in ketosis it doesn't work like that so you need to keep in mind that you know it does take time yeah so if you hear someone say oh i tried it for a couple of days well, before you didn't fucking try it actually okay so there's always moving parts in the same thing it's like oh i tried losing weight i tried and well, did you actually have a plan or, Oh, I tried that. I tried that uh, workout thing. It didn't work. You went for fucking two days. So it's all in context. And now I'm actually defending it. If you do it, do it correctly. If you didn't like the result, didn't like how you feel, if you do it, do it fucking right. Make sure you're checking all your boxes. Make sure you are doing it to the full extent to get the most benefit out of it. If you're buying the fucking ticket, ride the bus, do the whole ride. It's interesting. It's interesting because I come from like the consumer package goods industry, and, the, and you use the word keto friendly to start on this podcast, and everybody's using using it on their packages now. Keto friendly, like what? What is the definition of keto friendly? Because there are drinks out there that have like twenty grams of protein and like four grams of carbs and three grams of fat. Like that's the complete opposite of what I am led to believe what keto actually is. So how the fuck is that keto friendly? And I mean, I, I don't understand, like the FDA is very strict on claims you can make on food goods for sure, but this is one area they have not stepped in and said anything because I don't know how vague that actually is in terminology, but like I've had keto-based protein bars or keto bars, for me, they're disgusting. I, I don't like that, my, that amount of content or that fat content in them. I think they taste disgusting. Um, but, you know, like in your standpoint, when you see something that says keto-friendly, just inform the listening audience. Like, is there a keto friendly? It's either keto or it's not. Keto friendly, in other words, like something that's either is fucking retarded. I'm like, how's this keto friendly? Something will have nothing to do with keto and it gets a keto friendly tag. Oh, it's a keto friendly pre workout. In other words, it doesn't have carbs, but it's just a fucking pre workout. Like, right. okay, guess what? Creatine monohydrate is keto friendly. If you have, you know, like this fat burner, oh, it's keto friendly. Because there's not carbs doesn't mean it's keto friendly. I guess it's like, okay to use. 
I see stupid shit all the time, and I'll come back to this one, but, like, certain things do bug me. Like, there's a certain drink that comes in a can that's 16 ounces that may be a shitty coffee flavor that has 20 grams of protein in it and a few MCTs, but then claims it's keto-friendly. I'm sorry. A, a protein, a can that's 20 grams of protein, you're probably not keto-friendly. It's not going to necessarily knock you out of ketosis. That's a whole lot of fucking protein in one sitting, especially if you're trying to do a keto diet. Because you're typically at like less than a gram of, of protein per pound in body weight. And unless you're 200 plus pounds, I mean, if you're like an average, like once again, like say like a female at 130 pounds, roughly, so a number, 20 grams of protein is a huge amount of, of protein for your body weight. And also keep in mind too, the larger influx of protein you're going to have, it does have leucine in it inherently because it's whey, you're going to have an insulin response. So all these things factored in, of course, can knock you out of ketosis, mm-hmm. not true keto friendly. There are things like, hey, this is a keto-friendly or a – I mean, I like keto-friendly is, is buggy shit on me. You know, that paleo-friendly, keto-friendly, pet-friendly, stay-at-days-in um, type shit where, okay, this is made definitely for keto. Like, like a bar. It has, uh, say, 18 grams of fat, only 6 grams of protein, and like, say, you know, 4 grams of net carbs. That bar is made just for keto. I wouldn't personally buy that fucking bar because I don't want 18 grams of fat and 6 grams of protein. Like, cool, I'll have a fucking Snickers and it'll taste better, mm-hmm. you know? Even like a Quest bar, 20 grams of protein, moderate fat at nine, so 20 grams of protein. It's not made for keto. Just right. because it's low carbs doesn't make it keto-friendly. Atkins-friendly, sure. Keto-friendly, no. So that being said, there are things made specifically for keto. It's just a matter of deciphering for some of the bullshit. Like, hey, you know, this is specifically a keto product versus, oh, it's keto-friendly. Yeah. I've had to put my foot down hard a few times. Like, hey, we're going to have this new replacement protein, and it is keto-friendly. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, it's got five grams of fat, and you know it has like you know two grams, like only three grams of carbs. It's keto friendly. People's buzzword. I'm like, but it's not fucking keto friendly. It's like 25 grams of protein. It's yeah. not keto friendly. It's a fucking protein. Yeah, but, but I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. This pencil battle's gonna fight, and this is in our hands. But it's like, yeah, I don't care if it's trending. Right. It's not keto friendly, but oh, people people buy it anyway because that. Just don't be a deceptive asshole. Yeah. So. Now I'm ranting, but that's, I mean that's what but that's what big big companies are doing. They just toss on keto friendly and people people in keto who don't fully understand or follow keto don't fully understand what they're actually following. They're just following a trend that their friends told them to try and they're doing it. And most people, it's hilarious. Most of the people in my life that have tried to follow keto, they fall off the bandwagon really quick. I mean it's what's that? The other thing, I just fucking I, okay. I have a habit. I think I've admitted this before on the podcast. My name is Drew Peters, and I'm a I'm a Facebook comment reading aholic. I always have to read the comments on supplements. Whenever I see anything posted, especially if there's like, oh, 30 comments, I have to see what people are saying. Like, okay, cool. Is this something I need to look at? Is like, oh, are they tearing it apart? Is 100 comments long? Oh, this might be something good. You see something like, for example, like uh, SinFit as their cookie or, or um, that's a good example there. Okay. It's, it's uh, you know, people are like, oh, too many carbs. Or you see like Quest said, the cereal bars, mm-hmm. too many carbs. Or you see like, you know, the, the MRE BAR, fucking delicious. There's too many carbs. It's like, to me, it's like, oh, it's a, fucking 23 grams of carbs and he has some fiber that's not that many i mean i wish there was more fucking carbs but i'm telling people like go out of the fucking way i'm I'm like like this i'm like it's a fucking cookie yeah it's a fucking cereal of course it's gonna have carbs you know like what what do you expect you you can't Uh, have your cake and eat it too pun intended like you just can't get it there's no such thing as keto cake and i'm of course i'm gonna say oh we there let me get like a fucking ad pop-up saying keto cake yeah now we're now we're gonna it's uh, like paleo being ridiculous, or people like, "Oh, we have keto friendly brownies." I'm like, I didn't know the fucking cavemen ate brownies. <laughs> let's let's bring it back here as we as we want to wrap. We'll wrap the show here in a little bit, but let's bring it back to the dietary supplements thing when it, when we talk keto, because I mean that's the world that you live in. You mentioned that you're actually formulating a keto series, and you've worked on keto based products before. Um, the purpose of keto supplements is what? 
basically, it's it just it helps your body with the state of ketosis. A true keto supplement, in my opinion, is something that facilitate better performance and or sustainability on ketosis and or address a health issue that could arise from keto. Like something that says supplements having like the necessities of like helping your electrolyte balance or mm-hmm. helping overall digestion because you're lacking fiber or not getting in as many greens or fruits and vegetables. Things you may be lacking because you are cutting out a significant amount of things to address those things. Just to kind of help make sure if you're doing it, you're doing it quote unquote healthy. I mean, people say, man, don't you fucking bodybuild? I didn't know cutting was healthy. To that extreme, no. But in that context, if you're going to do it, you know, you need to take all things to safeguard to keep things on track as much as you can. Right. So my opinion, if you have, oh, a keto pre-workout. Okay, in that case, somebody's in ketosis has things that, hey, help with your workout performance. Specifically, in that case, hey, like something that helps issues with keto. Maybe having the BHPs, exogenous ketones, that help, you know, with the cognition and energy to perform better. Or if it has, you know, something like MGT, so it's a, it's a fat source, medium-sized glycerides, or keto-friendly. Once again, that provides a fuel source for your body while keeping you in ketosis. So in that case, those things can help increase performance if you are truly in a ketogenic state. Without you meant- not just tagged. You mentioned earlier that if you take an exogenous ketone, you pee on a, on a stick, it's going to turn it purple, then you're pissing out ketones. So then with that, Drew, is there a supplement on the market today that actually can put your body in the ketosis? Not where you're just putting exogenous ketones into your system, but is there something that exists that you know of that literally can take you from not being in ketosis to ketosis? This is one I'm admit I'm 100% not 100% on. And that is people do have different things. I know a few pretty profound people that are keto advocates, like in terms of data for BHBs, can help promote ketosis in the body. I'm not sold on it. I know, once again, people are different. I mean, I know people, they can have like 20, 30, 40 grams of carbs and still stay in keto once they reach it. I know other people, they have a fucking cough drop that has sugar in it and knocks them out of keto. Some people are more sensitive. Right. But in terms of that, the last point I'll make is too, and here's some key for you too. Having more ketones in your, in your presence, uh, present in your urine doesn't necessarily mean you're in a deeper state of ketosis. That just means you have a bunch of exogenous ketones being excreted. Ideally, in my opinion, if you have a keto stick, you should want it to be purple, but then, you know, they typically are purple. Like you have ketones with a very light amount of ketosis. What that means is that you're in fact in ketosis, but your body is burning the ketones is actually releasing. Because you get a ton of them being released, either A, like, okay, wow, you're really releasing a lot of ketones, but they're not being really burned if you get more active. Or B, you have an exogenous one, meaning, hey, you have a fuck ton of ketones just floating around circulating, whether it be, you know, not burning fat and just being either A, burned as energy or excreted. So it is kind of working the can with both ends, as I said before. But, you know, that's my advice. You should be a light, light, light color. Utilize a ketogen burn. Right. Make sense? Yeah, no, 100%. Totally get that. Uh, and then the last question here is we talked about keto today. We talked about the negatives. We talked about potential benefits. And some of the benefits, Drew, you brought up is, you know, if you, if you have epilepsy, there could be some benefits there. So, like, who is the right candidate for keto? Like, who is the, the ideal person to actually – because you, you've actually done the keto diet. So you can speak to it a lot more appropriately than I can. And, like, is there an ideal body type candidate that would you think, without getting to know them too much in detail, may benefit from keto? I'm not going to actually go into a specific body type, but you know, here's my, here's my little checklist. This is very topical. And I know that people are going to like, Oh, what about this? I already had that happen yesterday on this thread. It's perfect timing for this. That's fine. Should you do keto? If you are a performance athlete, that you're, you're relying on performance. No. Are you a bodybuilder physique athlete looking to pack on muscle? Once again, I know I'm going to get fucking emails. No. If you're a strength athlete looking to maintain extreme amounts of strength and or gain a lot of strength as a powerlifter, most likely no. If you are somebody that jumps from one diet to a fucking another, I'm talking to you, not you, Ryan. Everybody listening, if you know who you are, no, because this is a fall another fat for you. 
Do you know what actual ketosis is? Before you listen to this episode, and even then, I didn't cover it that deep. If you don't know how it works, you know, at least on a rudimentary level, then no. Are you looking to improve your insulin sensitivity? Yes, but remember, you can achieve that by losing body fat in general. You want to experiment with it to see how you feel cognitively. Yes, absolutely. Give that a shot. Why not? And maybe, in this case situation, this is from the coach aspect, if you're looking to break a fat loss plateau, yes, that's a possibility. There's other things you can do. It's a tool in the toolbox, but it should not be the backbone of any cutting, any cutting regimen. It should not be the backbone of any long-term plan. I'm, I know people are going to say, I've been doing keto for X amount of time. There's two people out there. I know um, very, one very well-known person that does keto very frequently, Joe Binley at Project AD. Mm-hmm. Dude looks fucking great. He's a huge keto advocate. He looks amazing. But then again, that's, that's not the 99%. He's the exception to the rule. There's others out there that, oh, I do keto. And they look fucking awesome. Joe's one of them. Hey, if you're with Joe, you listen to this, props, man. I need to have you on the show. But you're the exception. Understand yeah. that. And the dude is like really a walking physiology chemistry book. He just, he just does different types of detoxes and things on the body in a very smart way. And we have a whole other thing on detoxes. But like in a, I'm talking, I'll use the word detox lightly. Dietary manipulations to reset his body and get inflammation down. And keto is one of the things that he uses strategically in a very good way. Yeah. So this episode can be to be a tip of the iceberg. There's a lot that we've covered, and I'm sure there's different aspects you can want. You could dissect more. That's not the purpose here. We're not a keto specialist podcast. This is our take on it. This is a reality fucking check. It's topical. You probably laughed. You probably pissed off a few of your friends when you forwarded to them. Like, hey, Bob, how about this keto episode, huh? And fuck that little girl guy. And you fucking knitted. What about this, Drew? Last question I'll ask you, and then we'll wrap it up here. If you're on contest prep and your coach wants you to get on keto, now coaches most times... Uh, if you have a good coach, maybe it's a respectable decision, but do you believe uh, getting on keto in preparation to stepping on stage is a good idea? It depends on the person. Necessarily for me in bodybuilding, no, not so much because it's going to negatively impact my look. Um, I did it in my very first show contest prep. I did it for about five weeks. It worked really well. I have not done keto since that. That was 2015, my very first show. So 2016, I did a show, did not do keto. 2017, I did two shows, did not do keto. 2018, I did two shows, I did not do keto. Last year, I ate the most carbs I've eaten on a contest prep. I was the fullest I've ever been, and I was also probably the second best condition compared to 2017. I was still lean as fuck, but not like, fuck, I can see my, my liver making glycogen lean. Mm-hmm. But it's a balance. As a bodybuilder especially, you, you're folks on muscle, muscle fullness. You always have time to get out of keto and back out and introduce carbohydrates again going into a show. If the coach is truly in tune with your body, you respond perfectly. It's awesome. And there's a lot of variables here. It's not a cut and dry. It's not a simple answer um, in general. Have I ever put a client on keto? I have not. Um, and this is how I am. I know coaches, you know, like, hey, okay, let's give it a shot. I mean, if you're fucking stumped and you have nothing else, you know, more. Okay. Well, actually, so I sidetracked. I did put one person on keto. You did. Has, this was a while ago. And in the case situation case, it actually fit the bill. Um, she just was not losing fat like we, uh, here's an th- inside story it was an ex and she was preparing for bikini she started prepping like for the first six weeks of the show and then she ended up having a dumbbell dropped on her foot at the gym and cracked Shit. her foot yeah. then the cardio she did into the show fast forward a year later like okay she followed her diet perfectly she, her weight her loss like she's leaning out crazy this time wasn't happening like what the fuck's happening Come to find out, even on keto, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you're getting leaner, but still you're not looking how you should look. Like, what, what's going on here? Right. Like, what the fuck? And then come to find out, like, oh, I got it. Hold on, I'll be back in the middle of a movie, like in a movie theater. 
disappear for 20 minutes. Like, what the fuck? Oh, you're on the phone with your mom? What happened? They went to a gas station and hailed a fucking box of cookies and two bags of chips. That's not keto, my friend, no, but no. that's an outside thing. So I guess that was a situation unique that's not related to keto exactly, but that person was on keto, just happened to be. That's the one example. That one is, I don't think it was a matter of why not responding because you need to keto. It was a matter of not being fucking honest with your diet. Right. Well, I think we covered a lot of good topics on this episode. If you are a keto advocate and you want to argue or discuss, like, let's do it, but also use factual information. So if you have scientific evidence and studies to back up your point of view, make sure you post that along with it on, if it's on our social media page over at the Iron Jungle Podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Help us out by writing us a review. Helps out the algorithm. Um, and I, like I said, I think we have a lot of proponents that there are a lot of people who follow, follow keto that don't necessarily understand what they're actually doing. And if you're one of those people and, and you're going to have a come to Jesus talk with yourself you should do that and if you really want to be on keto then understand what keto is a little bit more in detail and find out if that is right for you and then you know listen to this episode open your minds a little bit and we have open minds too if you have if you are very big in the world of keto and you have some factual points that you believe you can provide to drew or myself please do that because we're always looking to become more educated every single day too we don't want to be ignorant in our statements and our comments but this is what we know this is what we see every single day when people claim to be following keto or people say keto cures X. So we love the conversation. We welcome the conversation over at Facebook. And uh, Drew, as much of an asshole as he is, will respect your point of view, but also will engage in a deep adult conversation with you, especially if it's going to help and be a learning experience for others involved. Exactly. And with that being said, I'm, I'm, I don't have to reinforce the point. I don't give a fuck how you take it. I felt I was pretty fucking neutral and pretty fucking fair and factual on this episode. I'm not saying this is exactly science. This is Bible. This is a stone. Not necessarily. The beauty about science is areas of gray. There's fluctuation, black and white. I think kept the neutral, probably a very a more anti-keto state. But I'm not anti-keto. I'm not for keto. I'm like, hey, factual. You do what you fucking do. If you ask me what you should do, I'm not going to recommend it. But people, try different things. It's the beauty of this fucking life is trying different things for your body. 